Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Lawyer's Toolbox on Your Law Talk Radio. This is your host, Nick Augustine, the law publicist. This show is produced by Law Publicist Communications, a legal marketing and public relations agency serving law firms and business professionals. The production of Your Law Talk Radio is funded by our sponsor donations and advertising. We work hard to bring you new and pragmatic content on Tuesday and Thursday afternoons at 3 o'clock Central. And our guest today is our friend, attorney Jim Thompson. He is well known for helping attorneys get on track to earning more clients through simple cost-effective activities. Hold on one second. Jim is a retired uh, retired from law practice after a successful career as a trial lawyer, and today Jim helps young seasoned lawyers get more clients and grow their client base. Jim speaks to groups in the Chicago area on referring uh, referral marketing systems development and the tremendous opportunities offered through video marketing. The website where you can learn more information is www.lawyersmarketingresource.com. You can go to that website and find some information, testimonials, and see what other people have to say about Jim Thompson and his wonderful program. Now, Jim is, again, a frequent contributor here on uh, attorney referral marketing, client engagement, and retention. Jim does offer the Get Clients Now program uh, based on the bestseller by C.J. Hayden. Jim adds his flavor from his years as a trial lawyer, and we look forward to talking to Jim today. Before we do, we want to uh, tell our callers, uh, welcome our callers, rather, and let them know that this is a neutral and objective program. Your counterpoints are always welcome. Telephone number, uh, which you can dial in, if you have a question or comment, is area code 917-889-9732. Then you can press option 1 to be placed in the caller queue. Telephone number again is 917-889-9732. Now, a bit of advice and disclaimer. This is a general information program. Advice shared on this show does not constitute legal advice. Communication with attorneys on this show does not give rise to attorney-client relationships. Law Talk Radio does not necessarily endorse all the opinions expressed by our guests. And finally, callers remain confidential and rights as broadcast are reserved. We have three upcoming events to tell you about before we dive into our subject matter. The first two come from the Chicago Lawyer Magazine's Off the Pages series. The first event... I'm going to write the date down is September 20th, 2011. Uh, that Off the Pages series title is called Taking Care of Business. And the panels of interest, you'll like these. Number one, how to grow your book of business in a challenging economy. Number two, building a relationship with your in-house lawyers. Number three, motivating and keeping young talent. Now, the panelists that we're going to be presenting at this event are top attorneys and executives with valuable insight. The event will be held from 7.30 to 11 a.m. at the University Club here in Chicago. For early bird registration and more information, please call Ms. Olivia Clark at Law Bulletin for more information. Her telephone number is 312-644-4033. You can also send Olivia an email at O-C-L-A-R-K-E at lbpc.com. Now, MCLE credit is pending for the event, and sponsorship opportunities should still be available. The second Off the Pages series brought to you by Chicago Lawyer Magazine comes up on October 18th, 2011. That title is Taking Diversity Seriously. The following panels will be presented. Number one, being a woman in this legal industry, how do you navigate the challenging waters? And number two, a detailed look at local diversity statistics. Now, in addition, Chicago Lawyer presents keynote speaker Aaron Reeves of NextGens. Reeves is a Chicago Lawyer columnist and diversity expert who will present his, quote, a 
status report on diversity, end quote. This event also takes place from 7.30 to 11 a.m. at the University Club in Chicago. Again, Olivia Clark has more information and can sign you up. The telephone number is 312-644-4033. Now, for our next uh, event, if you're in DuPage County, Illinois, on September 22, 2011, you should mark that you want to attend the Collaborative Law Institute of Illinois' West Suburban Practice Group's annual open house. Come to Carlucci's Restaurant in Lombard at the intersection of Interstate 355 and Butterfield Road from 5 to 7 p.m. and meet the attorneys, financial, and mental health professionals who are going to team up to provide collaborative divorce solutions. Guests will include professionals who might want to become a collaborative fellow, as well as family judges from the DuPage Family Law Division and affiliate professionals who are utilized in the collaborative process. For your invitation, please email Ms. Connie Walsh from Walsh Financial at Connie at YourFinancialDivorce.com. Again, that's Connie, C-O-N-N-I-E, at YourFinancialDivorce.com. Now, as for our subject matter for today's show, Jim Thompson, our guest, is currently in the middle of one of his Get Clients Now sessions where professionals and entrepreneurs work on their marketing systems while setting goals and tracking their time. Jim will be the first to tell you that bad habits are tough to break and good habits are as tough to commit. Today, Jim is going to give us 15 reasons why our current marketing might suck. Now, I know it's going to lead to um, it's going to lead with the failure to reduce the thing to a marketing plan, a p- failure to put it on paper. We're also going to talk about after he launches with that. We'll discuss um, different ways uh, that different thoughts that Jim has rather on lawyers' websites, referral marketing development, and also successful marketing habits who have been adopted by the lawyers who have learned to diligently work at their marketing to attract more clients and referral business. So. Jim Thompson is here. Tell us 15 reasons why our marketing might suck. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I, I do like the title. I don't know whether we have in the hour that we have or less than an hour we have that, to go through all of them. But um, what I want to do basically is, is just hit on, a, on, on some of the things that I've seen when I talk to lawyers. And as you know, I also work with a lot of other professionals and small business owners. So the, uh, the marketing aspect or the the, the non-marketing aspect of, of some of the professionals, some of the lawyers, it's it's not really just unique to lawyers. There's a lot of folks out there that, that aren't doing marketing. But, but one of the problems with lawyers, and um, and having been a lawyer, I can certainly attest to the fact that, that I, I kind of had a lot of the same attitude with regard to marketing. And um, as I've mentioned before, when I started practicing law, which was back in the uh, dark ages almost, we uh, could not really advertise. We had, uh, I think, um, could put a one-liner, if I remember correctly, in the yellow pages uh, with our name, and that was basically in our phone number. And obviously today you can blast on TV, Internet, everything else in between. So so the marketing thing has changed quite a bit. But I want to just, um, and I, those that have listened to this program before, um, know that I am <clears throat> very high on a book uh, written by Michael Gerber, who um, authored the the entrepreneurial myth or the E myth, and he's also written a book called The E Myth Attorney, along with a couple of other attorneys. But he has a, a, a quote in here. I guess I'll, I'll quote it, and I think this pretty much says it all with regard to to the lawyer mindset uh, as far as marketing. And it goes, uh, after all. We practice a noble and revered profession. We spend years learning our craft, taking difficult exams, and then with much pomp and ceremony, 
we are granted the honor to pursue the lofty goal of practicing law. Let someone else worry about the business management. We are attorneys for crying out loud. Now, Gerber in his book talks about the business aspect of, and it's a great book, uh, but part of that obviously is the marketing aspect of um, your law practice. And so much of it has to do with, with the mindset. And especially right now uh, with, with all the attorneys that are uh, coming out of law schools, uh, somebody mentioned a statistic the other day of about 43,000 new attorneys hitting the street every, uh, every uh, year um, after, after they graduate from law school. And then, of course, with all the other attorneys that are being laid off or let go with, with law firms that they were in, there's just an incredible amount of competition out there for legal services. So if, if attorneys um, are not marketing, and by marketing, I'm going to give you a definition of marketing in just a minute, but if you're not marketing your services, um, you're going to starve. So... The, the key here is you need to market. Now, I know when I go in and I talk to attorneys and, and sometimes I'll, I'll ask them for a definition of marketing and, and I'll get all kinds of, you know, off the wall, just very academic type um, answers about what marketing is, et cetera, et cetera. And I just want to give you just a simple definition of marketing. And I think if you use this as your definition of marketing, uh, you're going to go a long way. And the simple definition of marketing is this. It's telling people what you do, and this is the key word or words for them, over and over and over again. A lot of people will say marketing is telling people what you do. And that really is wrong in today's society. You need to be telling people what it is that you do for them. So if you take the simple definition of marketing is telling people what you do for them over and over and over again. Now, obviously, uh, there's a number of different ways, of different strategies, number of different tools, number of tactics to use. But the key to remember is you're telling them out there what you can do for them. And we're going to get into that probably in a lot more uh, detail as, as time permits. Um, one of the things, when I talk to lawyers uh, and other professionals, but lawyers primarily that I, I work with, um, I'll, I'll talk to them about their, their marketing, and, and I'll ask them what they're doing or why they're, what, what it is that they're doing marketing-wise, and you get uh, a number of different things from, from lawyers, a uh, number of different excuses, that is, uh, from I can't afford to market, I don't have the time to market, uh, sometimes, every once in a while, you'll get a lawyer that will admit that they don't know how to market. And it's very tough from, from, um, for a lawyer, to, having been one, I can say this again, to admit that there is something that I didn't know. But if, if, if I'm talking to someone and I can tell that they want to tell me that, but they really don't want to tell me that, I, I can certainly just understand their feeling. And, and after all, We've gone to law school. We've spent, you know, four years of college. We've spent three years in law school. We've passed a bar exam. So we, we do have some intelligence. So what we want to do is take some of that intelligence, some of that learning, 
uh, or the intelligence that we have and transfer it from learning about law in the sense of um, the substantive law and transfer it and learn about running a business, running a law firm, and, of course, marketing. So what we're going to talk about um, primarily the rest of this, this call today is what I've seen and why lawyers' marketing sucks. Um, and, again, some lawyers are great at marketing, uh, and I, if, if you happen to be one of those, and I, I'll be honest with you, sometimes I'll go in and I'll talk to a lawyer, um, and we, we start the conversation about what they're doing and, and et cetera with regard to their marketing, and sometimes they blow me away, and I learn a lot from some lawyers because they are really doing a great job. But for the most part, most lawyers, um, from the guys that just got out of law school that may have set up or hung out a shingle to primarily the, the folks that have been practicing for quite a while, um, their marketing isn't really uh, what it should be. So hopefully with with the call today, you'll pick up two or three pointers um, that may help you and, and, and get, get you on the right track with regard to marketing. Hey, Jim, as we, oh, yeah. as we go through, let's try to also point out some of the things that we've seen people do wrong. And I'm going to make a suggestion. I think, and this is just from my experience in talking to a lot of um, suburban clients as well as my uh, clients in the city and I'm not just talking Chicago you know, New York and LA is the same thing um, I, I find that in, I, I, and I want to say that I, I'm going to give a lot of lawyers a pass on this one because, in my experience, there are a lot of people who are who used to work in the mortgage industry, mortgage loan uh, originators and brokers, who are out of work after the the economy collapsed, and a lot of them is switched gear to internet marketing. And and I don't mean to knock people who say they do internet marketing because I mean all a lot of it is internet marketing, but I think there's a lot of uh, smoke and mirrors going on right now with all this search engine optimization and. Everyone wants to, you know, buy. It's like buying advertising. That used to be most lawyer marketing was you, you know, have a fine law website. You got a, a West website, and um, and you got phone book ads and ads in yellow pages and decks. Well, th- you know, as, as things are changing, that's good for some practice areas, but others not. And I think that a lot of lawyers out there right now are really kind of frozen in their tracks, not knowing what to do because they get so much information from a lot of people who, to me, seem a lot like carpetbaggers, and they're on a soapbox and they're saying if you put five $500 into the black box, you'll get clients, you know, or, you know, 1500 or 2000 in the black box. And I just think that what we need to do is really reinforce um, that marketing is, you know, it's simple definition, telling people what you do over and over and over and over. And it's just setting up with the right referral systems. And Jim, all the things that we talk about, and I, and I look forward to hearing some more stories of things you've heard of what works and what doesn't work today. But I think that in the background, we have to remember that there are a lot of different people who are selling a lot of different information. And if I were out there, I mean, I've worked with, um, you know, my attorney clients, you know, on substantive work in the office and have received and have fished and taken some of these phone calls. And, you know, it's people say, hey, I will get your phone to ring for X dollars a month. And, you know, I, I don't blame a lot of people for not knowing what to, you know, which end to turn. So um, we're on the same page, right, Jim? Right, exactly. And the one thing I want to just really add to that is there is no magic bullet. If no. somebody comes to a lawyer and says, like you said, I can get you all the clients you'll ever need and all this other stuff, uh, walk away because yeah. there is no magic bullet in, no. in marketing. And, and they can't, you, 
And they can't put you on the first top of the first. Who can be? Everyone can't be on the first page of Google results. I'm sorry. I know that they say that to every next person they call. Guy said that to me yesterday. He's like, "There's all of 11 spots. You telling me this person's only going to go for 11 different? Clients? It's it's bull, you know." Yeah, it is, and 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 unfortunately, with with the competition that's out there. Uh, the lawyers are looking for that magic bullet, that one little piece of the puzzle that's going to just have clients flocking through the the doors uh, so that they're going to, you know, never have to worry about getting clients again, and it just does not happen. Yeah, I'll tell you uh, what the magic say- bullet is. The magic bullet is more hard work. There's no excuse for an honest day's hard work, and marketing takes work, doesn't it, Jim? Oh, yeah, and, and, and it takes – and one of the things I really want to – talk about a little bit or is is one of the things that I see a lot of lawyers I'll go in and, and again not just lawyers but but primarily because I work with lawyers but we'll sit down and we'll talk and I'll, I'll ask them and I'll say well what is your marketing plan and they'll kind of look at me like well um, you know um, and I'll go well do you have a written marketing plan no I got one in my head all right, okay, well, well, pause what? there, pause there, oh, okay. Jim, because that's going to okay. be our first reason that your marketing might suck if you don't have your marketing plan written down. Jim will tell you all about why, but we're going to pause first for our first set of commercial breaks, and our first uh, commercial message comes from the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme. Nancy asks you, do your marketing materials and slogans infringe on someone else's intellectual property rights? Well, you should probably find out. Chicagoland attorney Nancy K. Ducharme brings big law firm experience and reputation to her intellectual property law firm, serving national corporate clients in the areas of trademark, copyright, internet law, and advertising law. When you need the right legal services to advance your creativity and guard against trademark infringement, please call the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme at area code 708-444-7900. That telephone number again is 708-444-7900. You can also visit them online at nkdlaw.com for more information. And secondly, from Peak Marketing and Sales Incorporated, if you haven't met Mary Erlane yet, you should listen up because she can help you make more money. Mary is well-known all over the Chicagoland area for her executive coaching and unique abilities in helping people connect the dots and remove barriers to business goals. Mary is the president of Peak Marketing and Sales Incorporated, and these renowned coaching and consulting services are available to businesses, associations, organizations, and teams to help bring about measurable results. Again, measurable results. That's what we want. Call Mary today at 630-768-1422. That telephone number again is area code 768 I'm sorry, 630-768-1422. You can also visit Peak Marketing online at peakmsi.com. Now, third, Law Publicist Communications is a legal marketing and public relations agency serving Chicagoland lawyers and business professionals, mostly in finance and service industry. Uh, Many people hire us to write their marketing material, blogs and articles, and press releases we then use to leverage and promote their positive image and manage their clients' webinars, events, and media coverage. We really are a full-service agency, and you'd be surprised how many ways we can help you. Call us at 312-505-2604. Again, that number is 
312-505-2604 and ask how we can help put you on the map and keep you there to position to get more clients. A telephone number again, 312-505-2604. Now, moving forward, if you have a guest suggestion for Law Talk Radio broadcasts, please drop us a note on our website or the Facebook page. You can simply search in Google for Law Talk Radio. Um, you can also go on Facebook and search in the top search bar for Law Talk Radio. It's kind of hard to miss us. We appreciate your ongoing comments and suggestions, and believe me, people do reach out with uh, show information all the time. This is your Law Talk Radio. We do this for you. It's driven by you. So, back to our talk with Jim Thompson. Fifteen reasons your marketing might suck. Number one is not having your marketing plan reduced to writing. Jim, tell us more. Yeah, and, and, and I think that's probably, as far as I'm concerned, the number one reason that... Uh, your marketing might suck, and that's because you haven't planned for your marketing. And, and like I said, when I go in and I sit down with someone and I start talking to them about what their marketing plan is and, and, and they look at me, like I said, with, with this kind of blank stare, uh, they don't have a marketing plan. And it kind of gets right back to what you just said where somebody comes in and sells them a yellow page ad, somebody comes in and sells them this, somebody comes in and sells them that they're going to get them to be the number one on uh Google and all this other stuff, and, and they've never thought about how to really market what they do. And we're going to talk about just a little bit of uh, some of the things I think should go in, and then we could spend a whole you know, couple of sessions talking about what goes into a marketing plan, and I don't want to take all that time, but I do want to touch on a couple of things, and, and then we'll go into those in a little bit more, uh, more detail. But the marketing plan needs to be written down. Uh, the, the, I've seen people say, well, I've got my marketing plan, as I said, in my head. That doesn't do any good because if it's not written down, you're going to forget about it. The other thing I've seen people, <laughs> it, 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 and I kind of chuckle because they so, yeah, I've got my marketing plan right here. It's in my desk drawer somewhere, and they pull it out, and there's 25 you know, binders and things on top of a business plan. And they go, well, here's my marketing plan. I go, well, that's a business plan. Well, yeah, I know, but, and there's entirely different. A marketing plan is a part of your business plan. There's no question about that. But your marketing plan is something that you should keep out, and it's changing. It's a document that's going to change, and we'll talk about why in a little bit. But your marketing plan is really your roadmap. It's really your guide. And as things change, as uh, as as new things develop, as you become uh, more adept in doing something differently, you want your marketing plan to keep up with it. And I can't tell you how many times people pull a marketing plan up. They did it one, two, three, or four years ago. And uh, it, it's crazy. But the marketing plan is just that. It is your roadmap. Now, let me give you just a few things that I think are very, very important to be in your marketing plan. And, again, we could talk about this for, you know, two or three shows, but I just want to touch on a couple of these things. One, I think you need to figure out what your budget is. Now, when you talk about budget, a lot of lawyers tell me, well, Jim, I don't have, especially the younger guys, I don't have any money to market. And I go, you sh maybe that's true. But there's two things you got to look at in your budget. Number one is time. Number two is money. If you're a young lawyer and you've just come out of law school, you hung up your shingle, or you've just been laid off with a law firm and you're you're setting up your practice, you got all kinds of time. And we'll talk about how that can be used in a minute. But so you got time. If you if, if you're 
a successful lawyer and you're, 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 you've got a good practice going, obviously you don't probably have the time to market, but you've got some excess money. So you've got to take some of that money and use it as marketing money. You, and you've got to understand that you're not going to – you may have a lot of clients right now, but tomorrow you may be – you know, without any clients. So you've got to keep building that pipeline. So you've got to keep marketing. So you've got money. You need to figure out how you're going to use that money to market. So you've got to budget. You've got to sit down and really think about what you're going to be able to do. And I certainly would suggest, even if you're a seasoned lawyer with, with clients all over the place, you really need to market at least an hour a day or, you know, Maybe uh, you can't do it per day, but make, take two or three hours one day a week and just figure out your marketing. Again, this is something we could talk about for you know hours, but that's just one thing I think you need to really do. Uh, one of the things you got to think about is your immediacy factor. How quickly do you need to get clients? Again, I'm not going to really go into any detail on that, other than that's something you got to think about. This is a big one, and this is something I think so many lawyers miss and that's your target market. What is your niche? What are you going to do? You can't be all things to everybody. Now, a lot of times, uh, if you're a younger lawyer, what happens, and it basically, uh, when I started practicing, happened to me. My clients, I wanted to do a couple of things, and my clients that came to me initially kind of directed me, so I started doing other things and, 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 and started practicing in that area. But you've got to have... Uh, some idea of who you're going to market, who is going to be your ideal client. Because if you don't know who your ideal client is, you don't know where to go to network. You don't know what to tell people about referring clients to you, et cetera, et cetera. So you got to figure out what your target market is. Again, it can change as your practice grows, but when you start out, you need to, to have that in your, your marketing plan. Uh, your marketing strategies. What are you going to do? Are you going to use the yellow pages? Are you going to use the Internet? Are you going to do a lot of networking? Are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? Obviously, that gets back into the area of the budget. And what you can afford probably has a lot to do with the strategies you're going to use at any given time. This is key also, tracking and testing. Obviously, if you're going to do any marketing, you want to know what your return on investment is. And so many times I see, and I think you kind of alluded a, a, a little bit to it before, Nick, you see somebody come in and, and somebody sells a, a lawyer uh, that he's got to have a brand new website. And so, okay, he does a website. Does he know how that website's even performing for him? Or he gets sold on putting ads in the yellow pages. And, uh, you know, they, they come out and they say, okay, you got to go in the yellow pages and this is what you're going to do. Do you track whether or not you're getting clients from that? You need to know what your return on investment is. And, and I see so many lawyers that are just throwing, they take some money and they throw it at the wrong place. So they've got to really track where clients are coming from. How do you find out where clients are coming from? Very simple. You ask them. Don't yeah, be afraid. Yeah, don't be afraid. that You get a new client that, that, that comes in. Uh, they call on the phone. Oh, well, how did you hear about You know, they come into the office, and you can even talk to your secretary, and we'll talk about that if we have time. But when they come into the office, ask them how they heard about you. Well, I was referred by Mary Smith. Great. Now I know Mary Smith referred me. Now I can send Mary Smith a thank you note for referring that client. Or I saw your ad on um, on your website. You need to know how clients are coming to you. 
for a number of reasons, for the return on investment, obviously, and the other thing I just mentioned, so that you can thank people if they refer. The next thing, and this is a tough one, it's accountability. You need to have some system set in where you will be accountable for your marketing. It's so easy if, if you're in a, if you're a solo to just say, okay, I'm going to do this marketing and I'm going to do it. And I know lawyers a lot of times operate on a crisis management. You know, you come into the office this morning and you've got all these things you're going to do and all of a sudden, you know, one of your best client calls up and this kid got arrested last night or your best client's uh, brother-in-law got served with a divorce papers or whatever. Any, any, And so all of a sudden, your day that you plan is gone. So you never get back to doing your marketing. The, the key here is if you're a solo, get with some other solo. And, and sit down, and, and I don't like the term mastermind per se for this, but get in a, a, a with another person or two or three other people that you can hold each other accountable. One of the things, and, and I'm kind of just plugged the Get Clients Down program a little bit, and the reason that works as well as it does is because people are held accountable to each other on a weekly call. So you have to figure out a way that you can be accountable. Maybe it's accountable to your spouse. Let your spouse know what your marketing plan is. Let your secretary know what your marketing plan is. Uh, We're going to talk about that in a little more um, later. But let people know this is my plan and let people hold you accountable. If you're not held accountable, I, I guarantee you, you won't do it. You'll get to the end of the week and you'll try, well, what did I really do last week as far as marketing goes? And you probably have not done anything. So basically, that's that's one of the reasons I really, really think that having a marketing plan is probably the starting point, the absolute starting point as far as uh, marketing. And if you don't have a marketing plan, obviously your marketing sucks. If you don't have a marketing plan that you're using, your marketing sucks. So, uh, you know, take a look at your marketing plan. If you don't have one, shoot me an email. I'll be glad to send you an article that I wrote about uh, a simplified uh, marketing plan. It probably will work for most people if they have never had a marketing plan, and you can adjust it and tailor it to whatever, um, you know, would suit you. But, you know, uh, start with a outline that I kind of just gave you. Again, if, if you need that, let me know. I'll be glad to do that and, and send that to you. Um, so are we getting pretty close to a break time, Nick? So I, and then I can go into other, we something else. We are. Your egg timer must have gone off because we are close to break time. And before I uh, go to our next set of commercial messages, I want to also shoot out um, something that people should remember. You, you know what I would do is – Take a small piece of paper or something you could put somewhere and write down two words, opportunity, cost. And I, my suggestion is, again, I've always said that there's – I always picture a phantom, uh, phantom client up in the corner in the ceiling who will pay you for every hour that you are there and can work. So you have really kind of unlimited billing at your premium billable hour rate. Why in the world would you shut down the billing machine to do things that are important, but there's that, I mean, that's the opportunity cost is the billable time. So again, you know, that is the reason that I set up my agency to have, to have outsource 
option for so many lawyers who need someone who knows their practice area, has been in the trenches, has worked as they've worked, and uh, you know, and needs to market and sell and you know, generate referrals and, and whatnot. So um, again, outsource. You know, you know, whether you outsource to a company like mine or hire someone to come in. Um, you know, there are plenty of people out there with marketing and PR experience who are probably more than happy to come into your office a few days a week and and help get some of this work done. Yeah, and they don't all. You know, they don't necessarily have to know everything about what you do, but um, certainly someone with a legal background is certainly uh, beneficial. So, um, again, opportunity cost. I always think about your opportunity cost and what you're doing. So that's at least what I took from my um, uh, economics classes at Marquette when I audited those. So uh, moving on, <laughs> I learned something from those econ classes. So, um, All right, moving on, uh, we're time for our second set of commercial breaks, and our very own Jim Thompson is our sponsor number four today. Now, if you need more clients, he's on the phone today. He's on our show. You should call him. His name's Jim Thompson, and his program's called Get Clients Now. He'll help you take crucial steps towards increasing your firm's revenues. The Get Clients Now program employs various time-honored techniques to help you attract new business and encourage those referral partners. Please visit LawyersMarketingResource.com for more information and testimonials on their site to see what people are saying about them. You can also get in touch with Jim Thompson directly by emailing him at J-E-T, that's J-E-T like jet, at MidwestConsultants.net. That's plural, J-E-T at MidwestConsultants.net. You can also call Jim directly any hour of the day, I suggest, at 708-785-4022. Telephone number again is 708-785-4022. And our fifth commercial sponsor is credit damage expert George Finder. George wants you to know that your credit score is a valuable asset. You can use your asset to leverage and encourage and gain debt, debt that you can use to your advantage. Credit damage expert George Finder is an expert in equal dollar amount on damage to your credit score. Now, by learning to incorporate these credit damage questions into your intake process, you and your staff can learn how to spot the credit damage events and the clients who are worthy of retaining George Finder's credit damage analysis services. He's available nationwide for credit damage uh, re- consulting for damaged credit reputation. They got a website with more information and a video. Uh, it's creditdamageexpert.com. Again, creditdamageexpert.com. Learn more about George Finder and his expert services. Our sixth commercial sponsor is the software and technology attorneys at Marcus Stephen Harris LLC. Software licensing agreements, cloud computing, and software selection all fall on the desks of the attorneys at Marcus Stephen Harris LLC. This inter International software technology and intellectual property law firm is based in Chicago as they lead the way in software and technology law. Before entering private practice, Principal Mark Harris worked as senior corporate counsel at SSA Global Technologies, a global software vendor. Mark has also worked in the legal contracts department of SAP Technologies, drafting and negotiating hundreds of technology-related agreements with SAP's Fortune 500 customer base. Today, Mark Harris leads a talented team of attorneys who are ready to help you navigate legal and business issues in software, technology, and intellectual property. Call Marcus Stephen Harris, LLC, today at 312-263-0570. You can also visit their website at mshtechlaw.com. Again, that's mshtechlaw.com. Telephone number again, 312-263-0570. 
Now, as we get back to our show, I want to remind our listeners that when you find our broadcast links in your social networks, share those with other people. Many people do find our shows on their friends' Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn pages, and we thank all of you for your support in clicking share to share our programming. Now back to Jim Thompson and how 15 reasons your marketing plan might suck. Uh, we talked all about people not reducing their marketing plan to writing. Again, reducing it to writing uh, holds yourself accountable, holding yourself accountable, finding an accountability partner. These are all good things. Jim, what are some more reasons people's marketing plans, whether they exist or don't exist, I guess non-existence might be one of the lists on the 15. Um, what else have you seen? Well, well, one thing I want to do before we get going is correct one thing you said that uh, they could call me at any hours of, of the day. <laughs> I just I, I, I just want to let people know that my phone after 10 o'clock at night rolls over to Nick's phone, so Nick will answer that for me <laughs> and, and take a message from me the next day. Oh, anyway, I don't know if we're going to get through 15, 15 today, but some of these will go fairly quickly. Uh, one one of the things I see, and, and I uh, and especially with lawyers that use yellow pages and websites, is, is copying what other lawyers are doing. If you go right now probably to the yellow pages and you looked at the yellow pages, the first three, you know, four or five pages on uh, wherever city you're in and looked at the, say, personal injury lawyers, every one of them was almost the same. There's no differentiation between them at all. Uh, the same thing with, you look at a lot of lawyers' websites, and it's the same thing. You know, the, the picture of the courtroom, the picture of the courthouse, this type of thing, everything looks the same. Do not copy what other lawyers do. Um, try, not even try, do, differentiate. You don't want to do what your competition is or doing. You want to be the competition. You know, it, 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 you, you want them to, you know, look at you and go, wow, that guy's really doing something. You don't want to do what they're doing. And and we see this all the time in websites. One of the things, I'm going to touch this just briefly, one of the things that really is starting to come into to focus is lawyers doing video and putting video on their website. Um, and let me just say this real quick. Uh, Dex and some of these other folks are putting these quickie little videos, uh, stock videos on a website. As far as I'm concerned, um, you're probably better off not putting a video on your website because it looks really tacky and, and everybody's doing it. So, you know, get with somebody. You could put your own video on your website, but I would suggest you get a professional to do it. It's not as expensive as you might think. Uh, certainly a lot less expensive than web pages, and, or not web pages, but um, yellow pages. So think about that. That totally differentiates you. Don't don't have your website, and this is the other thing uh, I see a lot of times on websites. The lawyer talks about himself or herself. You know, I was I went to such and such law school, and I was number one on law review, and I did this, and I did that, and all this other stuff, and quite frankly, Unless you're the type of law firm that's dealing with other big law firms or big corporate clients, nobody cares. They care when somebody's looking for you uh, on yellow pages or a website, and primarily websites nowadays, they're looking for what you can do for them, not what you do. They want to know how can you help them. So, so differentiate yourself. Um, and along with that, uh, have and I know this is going to freak a lot of lawyers out when I say this, but have a unique selling proposition. Lawyers hate to think that they're selling something, that they're selling themselves. Okay. But in essence, 
Yes. Go Jim, ahead. Jim, can I jump in? Just um, sure. I want to. You were talking about the videos. One of my mm-hmm. clients um, in DuPage really loves this um, this video that Cronin Moss has put off, and um, I don't know where they had it produced, but um, it's Crone K R O H N and Moss. Uh, so Cronenmoss.com, they are located in DuPage somewhere, I believe. Um, at any rate, they've got a video. It's a Lemon Law video. Um, you can search Cronenmoss Lemon Law video. And they've got this video of a guy in, in um, Times Square, New York, who's walking and talking. But it's all it's so directed at uh, at the customer and the consumer level. It's it's really it's the antithesis to the bad uh, lawyer videos that we're talking about. So anyways, Cronenmoss.com. Check that one out. It's a good example. Again, I've heard several people tell me that they really liked that video. All right, anyways, just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah, I have to go check it out. That's good. Um, we want to talk about a unique selling proposition. And again, lawyers, oh, I, I'm not selling anything. I'm a, I'm a lawyer. I, I, I don't sell anything. Well, you do. So get that out of your head. But basically, a USP basically means what do you do that differentiates you from other lawyers? And you and again, it depends on what your your especially if you're a divorce lawyer or your family lawyer or your PI lawyer or whatever. But here's one thing I want you to think about not doing. And I see this all the time. I'm at a meeting and there happens to be a lawyer there and I'll be standing near them and somebody will say, What are you doing? And the guy will say, Well, I'm a divorce lawyer. Oh, okay, that's nice. Or I'm a PI lawyer. Okay, that's nice. And perhaps the person that he's talking to Oh, well, you're a divorce lawyer. Okay, fine. And then he's got a client or a friend or a neighbor that's looking for an adoption. They're never going to call you because you said you're a divorce lawyer. You're a family lawyer. You tell them a little bit about what you do. You help families with their legal problems, uh, such as divorce, such as adoption. Same with personal injury. I know um, I've seen this happen, and it's happened to me before, where you have a client come in and, and you do personal injury work, and you're you're settling a case or you're you're finishing up a case with them and they start talking about a friend of theirs that had this great medical malpractice case and you look at him and go well you know we do that oh jim i'm sorry i didn't know you did that i thought you just did automobile accidents so let people know what you do and there's a whole bunch of other things we could talk about with regard to usp but again we're 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 running out of time and i want to try and get in as much as possible um one of the things, too, is no consistency in your marketing message. Um, and I, I don't know, and I went on a lawyer's website, uh, I guess it was three or four days ago, and she happened to be a lawyer out in California, so she's not even around here. But I've seen this so many times. If you're going to put a blog on your website, and you really should, obviously, and again, that's a whole other program, make sure you keep it current. Uh, this lawyer had uh, a blog. Her latest blog was, I believe it was in November of 2009. So if I'm looking on her website, going to a blog or picking up a blog on her website, and the last thing I see is 2009, I'm going to wonder whether she's still in practice or not. But make your message uh consistent make your and this is a minor point but make your letterhead consistent make your business cards consistent you're branding yourself talk to somebody that does branding uh, make sure you're consistent one of the things that and then this is just something that uh, I probably would never have done if you'd asked me this question six or seven years ago is put your picture on your business card 
I would highly recommend putting your picture on your business card. And the reason for that is if you're doing any networking or meeting people or going out to these events, you're going to get business cards. They're going to get business cards. You want people to remember you. I'm sitting here with a stack of business cards uh, that I've collected this past week, and I'm, I'm looking at some and going, who, who is that? How do I remember that person? You know, hopefully I've written a note on the back of the card. But if somebody's picture is there, it's like, whoa, that clicks right away. So, But, again, make your make your marketing message, whatever you're going to put out, make it consistent. Make sure you're following up on your, on your message. Make sure that, uh, like I, I said, that um, if you're going to do a blog, make sure you post a blog once a month. Or, well, here's something else, too. Um, and I, I think of these things as I'm going along. So many lawyers I've met that have websites, and I'll be talking to them now, Yes, I guess we, we have a website. We we had nice so so did I said, When was the last time you looked at your website? And they'll look at me again like, Well, you know, we had it done a year ago. I haven't looked at it since then. You might want to right now take a look at your website. You may find that it's not quite what you thought it was. You you thought it might have been nice at the time it was done, but you haven't looked at it. It may not even be up. There's people I've seen that have done this and gone, gee, I couldn't find my website. It wasn't even up anymore. You know, just just follow up and make sure that you're doing it. Uh, I touched on this just a little bit, and that's tracking your marketing. And um, you want to find out where your clients are coming from. Because if you don't know where they're coming from, you don't know where to put your marketing dollars. Having said that, here's something else you need to do. When you are working with a client, assuming that it's a long-range client, make sure that you stay in touch with that client. When you bill them, use your billing as um, a way to keep in touch with them. You know, clients hate to get bills, obviously. I hate getting bills from lawyers or anybody else. But make that part of your communication. Send something along with that bill so they're not just getting a statement from you. When you're completing a matter for for a client, um, do a client questionnaire. Ask them how you're doing. Now, I would not... I would not send a questionnaire to a client after a matter has been completed. I'd sit there with him, you know, in a PI case or divorce case or whatever type of case it happens to be, and it doesn't have to be an extensive questionnaire. It could be five or six questions, or it could be much longer, just depending on what you feel comfortable with. But find out how you did, because what you're going to find out is sometimes clients won't tell you that they are upset with you. And, of course, the worst thing is, and you know the old adage, if somebody doesn't like what you do, they'll go out and tell 10 people. If they like what you do, they might tell one person. So you want to find out, well, if we didn't do something for you, Mrs. Jones, that you thought we should have done, we want to nip that in the bud right now. And it's also a good idea to, to uh, if it's a long-term type thing, like say it's a personal injury case or it's a long-term relationship, let the client know. You know, personal injury cases can go on for two or three years, and, and so there may be two or three months where there's no activity. But say once a month, just keep in touch with that client. Let that client know that you're thinking of them. That's all. You know, nothing's happened in your case. We're just thinking about you type thing. You know, just very simple things. Mm-hmm. You were going to... You're going to break in? <laughs> yeah. Um, I just paused for our last break, but I, one of the things I wanted to add, and I, know, I think we talked a little bit about letterhead. Um, I recently, just following suit from other people, put on the bottom of my letterhead, it just real simple. It's just law and then colon, collaborative and family, and then intellectual property, 
and then mortgage and securities fraud, and then civil and criminal. And then under business, I put financial and investment services, medical and healthcare services, and professional services. There, by putting all that on there, people can pretty much see like all the different you know areas and ways. And I've seen other people, uh, intellectual property attorneys, will put that on the bottom of their letterhead too, because it says you know different things and keywords. Um, and your practice are indescriptive to people that's so they know. It's just, again, reminding people about what it is you do. And it was a really good point that Jim made about the uh, person who was the divorce lawyer, so to speak, who didn't know uh, the person thought that they wouldn't call them for adoption. Well, it's family law, and you have to let them know what you do. So very good point, Jim. All right, anyways, we're going to pause right quick for our law practice management resources and then hop back in. And our, I want to tell you about, first, the American Bar Association's Law Practice Management section. I am a, a member of the Law Practice Management section, and I know that um, the American Bar Association members who join the Law Practice Management section get a free subscription to Law Practice, which is a bi-monthly magazine dedicated to helping legal professionals mastering all the aspects of business, the business of the practice of law. And the next uh, periodical you receive is Law Practice Today. That's the monthly webzine uh, brought, bringing you most current information and trends in the legal industry, delivering uh, uh, anecdotes from professionals in the field of law. It's uh, always a good read. Um, the other uh, publication is Law Practice News, which is the bi-monthly newsletter for members of the Law Practice Management section. You get all the latest news in Law Practice Management, ABA, and the legal profession. Now, when we think about Law Practice Management, I want to think about the four tiers, Marketing, Management, Technology, and Finance. And the Law Practice Management section by the ABA is a wonderful resource, and uh, so many of us do work very hard to put on really the best set of resources for all of the solo practicing attorneys and uh, people who are in larger law firm management positions. So again, Law Practice Management section, the ABA. Secondly, from the Law Bulletin Company, Law Bulletin Publishing Company, rather, when you subscribe to the Chicago Daily and Law Bulletin and the Chicago Lawyer Magazine together, you'll receive up-to-date legal news from Chicago and around Illinois. You can also check out the Law Bulletin blog, Attorneys in Transition, which offers advice and tips for those lawyers going through a career transition. It also holds a monthly career seminar for lawyers in flux in their careers. I am one of the weekly advice columnists published in the Attorneys in Transition site, and I do hope that you stop by and leave your comments at attorneysintransition.com. Again, we want to remind you to share our programming and to visit our uh, visit our social media pages. I want to thank Julie uh, Morris and Tyler Morris of Wild West Online Productions redid our uh, Law Publicist Communications uh, fan page. Uh, did a really great job with the banner there. Uh, we'll likely do the same for the Law, uh, Law Publicist, or I'm sorry, the Law Talk Radio page. But again, if you just go to search uh, under, uh, go to Facebook and search in your search bar for Law Talk Radio, you'll find all of our archive shows and guests and great information. So I appreciate your support there. So moving back um, to our comments and topics and discussion with with Jim Thompson today, we were talking about 15 reasons your marketing may suck. Number one, not having a marketing plan sucks the most. Number two, not having it uh, reduced to writing is also a problem. And again, updating the website and not knowing what's there, Jim, it's really scary. Um, before I turn things back over to you, I want to suggest that if you're out there and you believe that you have plenty of clients 
and you're getting a good stream, but you don't have a website because you haven't needed one, I will suggest that so many people, and do, trust me, I think anybody out there who's looked up an opposing counsel and tried to Google search their name and couldn't find them thought, what is, you know, what's wrong with this person? Why don't they have a website here? Um, you know, I don't care if your clients are all not able to use websites or don't even know what a website is. It's good for referral purposes. People are relying on you having a good presence on search engines, and it's not just about search engine keywords. It's about having your law office name easily found online, having your name easily found online. Social media pages. I mean, even if you should really think about always getting a Facebook fan page or something with your business name on it because it drives it up in the search rank and people are going to find you. So, again, people are looking for you already. Make it easier. Why create roadblocks? Get a good website. Get it listed. You could they communicate with search engine directories. I could go on and on and on. But um, I want to hear more of Jim Thompson's ideas on why our marketing might suck. Yeah, you know, you, and there's so many things you can go on and on and on, and an hour is, is it just flies by so so darn fast. It, it's 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 incredible. But um, you know, one of the things, and, and, and I just want to go back and, and talk about we when we're talking to other lawyers, we may know what a personal injury lawyer does. We may know what a divorce lawyer does. They also do family law. Uh, I've heard somebody uh, stand up at a, at a meeting and said that uh, they do transactional law. And to the average layperson, they don't have a clue what you do as far as transactions. Now, if you're a business, the business lawyer, maybe they know. But if you're talking to an individual who you may want to um, let that person know what you do, either from, from the standpoint of having them come and see you or give a referral, they may not have a clue about what a transaction is. So, you know, I review, I write contracts for people. I do real estate closings, things like that. Tell people what you do in layman's terms. Very simple. Um, I, I say very simple, but, you know, I, uh, it, it's just uh, so many of the things that I talk about are, are common sense, and it gets back to the accountability. And I'm going to go into one thing that, that I really think that you ought to do um, religiously, whether you're a solo practitioner or you, you've got, you know, 20 people in your law firm, is let everybody in your firm get on board with your marketing. That's from secretaries on up to the senior partners because this is a joint effort. And if you're a solo, most of the time you have a secretary. So let your secretary know what your marketing plan is for two reasons. Number one, you're going to teach her to market for you. I'm going to talk to you about just real quick on something real quick on that. But uh, let, let her know that she's a part of your marketing team. She's not just a secretary. I, I, I was talking to a young lawyer the other day, well, this was probably two months ago, and he just said, Jim, I don't have any money to, to market. I, you know, I wish I did, but I'm just started, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, you've got a secretary out there, right? Yeah. Well, why don't we talk to her and teach her how to market your practice? When she's out talking to her friends, her neighbors, her girlfriends, what do you do? Well, I work for John Smith, and this is what he does. You know, the more your name gets out there, and he looked at me like, oh, that's a pretty good idea. You have to let people, not just your, your clients, and we talk about, and I don't know, I don't think we'll have time to go into this, but we talk about changing your referral mindset as well as changing the mindset, the referral mindset of your clients, but you need to get everybody in your firm on board. Here's something else. I, I was in a firm, oh, I guess probably, again, a couple months ago, I don't remember, I don't keep track of it, and I had three partners, and we were sitting there, and I just said, hey, guys, you know, who's, who's the most important person in your law firm? And they 
kind of looked at each other like, you know, they all wanted to say, of course they were, but they didn't want to say it. And I said, the most important person in your law firm is the first person that answers that phone, be it the receptionist or the senior partner. Because, and this is especially true in what I call the consumer law firms, the the, the ones that deal with uh, divorces, the uh, the personal, the bankruptcies, the uh, personal injuries, the criminal law, these types. When somebody is calling, they are hurting most of the time, and they want answers. They want somebody to basically be able to calm them down. And so whether it's the receptionist or the secretary or the senior partner, what you want to be able to do or the secretary needs to be able to do is calm them down and encourage them to come into the law firm to talk to someone. Um, I, I've seen it so many times that, you know, you get a secretary. I've been sitting in all of his office and your secretary answered the phone, and they're rude. This could be their multi-million dollar client that's calling in the secretary's rude to somebody. Law and it's office. Just, Law yeah, office. Yeah, excuse me, you're, bu- you're bugging <laughs> me out of my lunch hour. Yeah, and, and, and it, you know, and lawyers, I, I let that, they let secretaries get away with that. And it's it's the lawyer's fault as much as it is the secretary or the receptionist's fault because they haven't been trained. Hey, when somebody calls this law firm, this is a part of your business. You are working as a team. We're all working as a team here. And, you know, if you want to, stay hired, we need to get clients. So you need to help us get clients so that we can keep you employed. I mean, a lot of secretaries don't get that. But I think you, if you start this where team mentality, it's going to work a lot better for you. It's just it's one of these crazy things. But with so many lawyers out there, um, you've got to have something that's, that, that is far and above with regard to customer service. And customer service starts right with the first person that they're talking to. And if they feel comfortable with that secretary, that person is going to come into your office. If they don't feel comfortable with the secretary, I think we've all done that. I've called uh, different type of businesses and things like that. And if I don't get that warm, fuzzy feeling, guess what? I'm not coming in to to, to see that person. I'm certainly not going to spend any money with them. Um, One other thing, and then I'll I'll close out real quick. I know we didn't get that. A lot of this hour just flies by. This is just my suggestion. Always give a free initial consultation. Most of the time, within the first 15 minutes or so, you can determine whether you can help that person. If you can't help that person, you don't want that person leaving and having giving you a, a check for a couple hundred bucks and really getting a bad feeling towards you. They did, you didn't help them, but you took their money. Do you think they're ever going to refer anybody to you, or do you think they're ever going to come back to see you if they do have a case? So, you know, talk to somebody for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, even if a half hour. Yeah. You know, PI, personal injury attorneys, do it all the time. Oh, yeah. But, you know, you, you see divorce lawyers and bankruptcy lawyers and criminal lawyers, you know, they start charging the minute you walk in. And I think that puts a bad taste in a lot of a lot of people's mouths, and you'll never get that person back as a client. Well, and, and again, uh, it's I think, Jim, it's all about the person and the client, not the money. The money is just the money's part of it. But, you know, the person mm-hmm. wants to be treated well like a client. Jim, we're going to run out of time. I want to um, just quickly, well, you know, we'll talk more. Jim's on here once a month. 
maybe we'll have some more uh, reasons that your marketing may suck. Hopefully it doesn't next time. I want to <laughs> give a shout-out here to Joy Wilder in Tinley Park. She's the owner of Wilder Office Approach. She's a freelance paralegal uh, offering virtual assistance and business support services. Um, during our last break, I suggested people share our program as they find us on our social networks. And guess what? I got an email notification that someone, Joy Wilder, shared our information. So thank you, Joy. Uh, she's in Tinley Park. You can find her through either me or Jim uh, to be connected. Now, we also want to thank all of our uh, loyal listeners and sponsors out there. We want to thank, first of all, Advertising Copy and intellect- Advertising Copy Review, rather, and Intellectual Property Attorney Nancy K. Ducharme. I want to thank Executive Coach Mary Erlane of Peak Marketing and Sales. I want to thank law firm and business marketing and PR agency known as Law Publicist Communications and ALR PRA division. I want to thank attorney Jim Thompson of the Midwest Consulting Group and the Get Clients Now program. I want to thank credit damage expert George Finder. And I want to thank the software and technology attorneys at Marcus Stephen Harris, LLC. Again, this is a general information program. The advice shared on the show does not constitute does not constitute legal advice. Communication with attorneys on the show does not give rise to attorney-client relationships. Law Talk Radio does not necessarily endorse all opinions expressed by guests. Finally, all callers remain confidential and rights as broadcast are reserved. I want to remind you that your Law Talk Radio episodes, and again, I'm stressing your our program to entertain and bring our attorney and non-attorney audiences the tips, tools, and practice area information and news they can use to be better informed practitioners and consumers of legal services. With our guests and listeners located worldwide, we appreciate the opportunity to use this socially networked radio program to bring people together and share collective intelligence. Again, this is Nick Augustine, the law publicist for Your Law Talk Radio, and I thank you for your time. <laughs>